the this inspiration for this talk and and actually for the focus of what uh, I do is actually coming from my relationship with my my dad, um, which was was can still be occasionally problematic, um, and of course before the inside out paradigm understanding uh, of experience, uh, I like the majority that speak out there when they talk about difficult people, toxic people, uh, people draining your energy and having to do stuff to sort of get rid of them um, so that you can feel okay, um, that's all fallen away. So I'm going to throw up my presentation through the share screen and what I will do is stop my video and just do the presentation and then come back on screen at the end. So there we go, starting off. Well, we were thinking we were starting off, but now something is, there you go. So what we're covering today, the ultimate truth of life experience from the inside out paradigm. I will be talking about my story with my dad and it's my story, my dad, my dreading, and I'll explain that uh, as we go along. <clears throat> Implications of the inside out paradigm on how we relate to ourselves and others. What we're not going to be covering, covering is we're not rehashing the old stories. We're not looking at methods of how to change what you're thinking. And we're certainly not going to be looking at methods to uh, manufacture or manipulate what you're feeling. So, have you ever heard that toxic people drain your energy with, your, with their negativity? Have you ever heard that you need to cut contact with these people in order to be okay? Well, I have found that there is simply, this is not true. No one has the power to make us feel anything or drain us, except that we think it. That it's very possible to engage with people we consider difficult without experiencing big emotions and unpleasant thinking. And that the toxic person is not the problem and may in fact not actually be toxic. So the Inside Out Paradigm research uh, points out that 82% uh, have reported significantly consistently high self-esteem and positive change in their marriage and personal relationships when they have internalized the inside out paradigm. 91% reported being significantly more in control of their behaviors, thoughts and feelings. 75% reported being significantly less depressed and 84% had a significant reduction in their anxiety, symptoms, disorders. Yeah. So for me, there was a time when my difficult relationship with my dad had me suffering immense dread, having to engage with him. So like if I had to call him or text him uh, or physically see him, uh, a huge amount of anxiety about that. And it got so bad that I cut contact with him. But what I found is that that no contact, which tends to be the standard response to dealing with 
toxic, difficult people in your life uh, is to, well, just don't have any contact with them anymore. Um, but that actually didn't make any difference because I was still having the fear, the dread, the hurt, the disappointment, the anger, the resentment, and the questioning of, well, why doesn't he love me? And that's because I physically, uh, it's not about the physical presence of that person, it's all because of your thinking. And so I felt trapped. I was preoccupied with my worries. I was mentally rehearsing all the possible outcomes of dealing with him. An example of that would be that um, the final, the final uh, event that uh, happened that made me decide to cut contact um, was that I had a family dinner to go to and I was looking at all the things that had been said in some email communications and some SMSs with him, uh, with his current wife, he's not my mother, um, and I had set up for myself in my mind that uh, that they would continue on with the thing that with the criticism. It's a lot of criticism. It was a lot of kind of backhanded, what I was perceiving to be backhanded compliments, criticism, um, kind of passive aggressive um, responses. This is how I was seeing it. Uh, and I myself was coming into those um, conversations with my own story of guilt and shame uh, to, to marriages that didn't work, not um, independently, I was not in, as independently wealthy and financially stable as the rest of my family members. Um, I did not perceive myself to be successful in what I was doing. Uh, you know that all that story and so i'm carrying that story into my um engagement with my dad and my 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 uh, stepmom and stuff and uh when they were saying what they were saying uh i was in fact overlaying the intention of what they were saying with my own guilt and my own shame and presuming that that was their intent and so I carried with me an unspoken and unconscious lack of self-worth, having grown up with a dad who was not physically present and did not appear to be particularly interested. He didn't sort of turn up to any of my events when I was growing up, say for school or for uni. Um, I didn't have any kind of uh, special daddy-daughter activities or anything like that. Now I'm his only daughter. Uh, so uh, I, I carried with me an unspoken sense of um, lack of worth that maybe I wasn't interesting, maybe I wasn't lovable, uh, particularly to men. And as a result, I chose to abusive husbands. Um, and I also struggled with a, a lack of abundant thinking. Uh, my dad happened to be just a little bit financially controlling uh, as well. Um, even though I came from a, a well-to-do family, uh, my mum and myself were not, uh, did not have access, uh, in independent access to that wealth. There was a lot of, sort of begging for uh, financial um, 
access to the money kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that those things led me to have opinions about myself and about life in general and men and marriage, which did not bode well <laughs> for my future adult life. Um, and so yeah, for a very long time, I felt bitter and, I, and, and that life was incredibly unfair, particularly looking out at those um, who were in, in my sort of, uh, socioeconomic demographic and seeing how their relationships with their dads were really fabulous and they looked to have it all together and that kind of thing. Uh, and I had put it down to the fact that their dads were better than mine that their dads were loving and so they were successful because they had that thing that I did not have. So today I'm going to share with you the, the, the shift that happened so that I could in fact experience my dad in a very different way um, without requiring him to change. Uh, and though he has improved, I will say he has improved, he's still got issues uh, and, and it's not uh, all roses but my experience of it is what's shifted and so I've told you a bit about dad and what's been going on and what's really interesting as uh, currently as we speak I'm having a little bit of an issue with him as well now um, things are going quite quite okay uh, and I just was having an epiphany funnily enough listening to Khadija that part of at least for me, what's going on with dad, and it's, it's, it's to do with financial assistance, it's to do with, um, you know, stability and uh, not feeling anxious about that risk and all that kind of stuff. And of course, for many of us, when we are struggling in that area of our lives, um, we do get quite anxious and quite fearful and we forget where the risk is coming from and what's really interesting to me is I had been starting to feel a little bit resentful again at my dad over the last week because what assistance he's been giving alhamdulillah for that he's going to remove and without terribly much good reason from what I can see but what is interesting to note is the resentment that's starting to percolate again and the uh, and the annoyance and a little bit of the why me why why is that happening is because i have forgotten that the risk is from allah now allah gives uh that risk he uses people and and situation you know organizations people wherever that risk is going to come from he'll use those as vehicles for us and it's not them themselves so just because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen my dad to provide the support that I've needed uh, and continue to need um, at this time um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, will, will provide again if that is removed from that avenue it will be provided again and so the fear and anxiety coming up from the thought that that particular support will be removed uh, is in fact just because I temporarily lost sight of who's the provider it's not my dad 
I mean, technically at the moment, he, it's through him, but it is not him. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I know that Allah has got my back. I know that it will be found some other way. I may not be able to think about it, but by having lost sight of that, I can see how I had begun to fall back in an old habit of looking at my dad in a way that was bringing up feelings of resentment and not goodwill. And so it's that, it's how, it's how we see people, it's how, it's how our fears, anxieties, the expectations of what should and must, all that stuff that's in our head, all the thinking that we bring into a situation, it's that that prevents us from experiencing the person in front of us with goodwill. It's forgetting that the people around us are not the source of our risk. Uh, they're not the source of the love. That's, that's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, so, so it's realizing that and it was realizing that um, I'm in fact the one that is experiencing my dad. Uh, and he, he in fact is doing or not doing, this is true. We have a physical reality that people do stuff. Uh, so we're not saying that people aren't doing things and some of those things may or may not be slightly contentious, slightly difficult or problematic. But the key is the story that we tell ourselves about what that person is doing. That's where we have control and that's where um, the reasoning for maybe the resentment and the anger and the hurt is coming from. It's not the other person's activity, behavior, attitude. It's the story we're telling ourselves about it. And so when we can see that it's our thinking without actually having to go around changing what you're thinking or maybe having an artificial feeling there's, uh, you know, the, some of the, the talk out there is, well, if you're upset about something, slap a smile on and feel positive about it. Mm. This isn't the case. You, you, it's okay to feel scared. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel hurt in that moment. But it's understanding that it will pass. The thinking that you're having will pass. And it's not actually reality it's it's not the permanent state of how things are we can only see what we can see and we do not know the heart of the other person we don't know their intentions and so being able to show up differently helped me to experience him differently and the, and the beauty of it is, is he started showing up a bit differently too and so i mean that sounds nice that's my life what about you well if you've got someone that's difficult in your life right now, imagine that you are able to go into an engagement with them without doing all the mental gymnastics. Imagine that you don't have that pit in your stomach from anxiety and dread because you're convinced that this person is going to be exactly the same way as they were in the past. Imagine having a positive experience with them beyond what you could even imagine, a connection that's based on your heart, not the story in your head. So 
this is the world and that's it's all within your hand it's it's what is it's what is possible and i'm sure many of you carry the, these past experiences with others into your anticipation of how they're going to be the next time you see them and i'm sure that you anticipate it won't be won't be good so you've got a lot of worry about it now most psychology methods uh, will have you trying to change what it is that you're thinking about that person that situation and maybe even have you going back to where did it come from and you'll spend a lot of time rehashing the what in your thought and the where it came from other psychology methods will be having you yeah manipulate your feelings smile your way through it kind of thing and and deny the the, the emotional response that you're having at that moment and try and have a different one you know feel artificially feel different but the inside our paradigm it's not about changing the what or the why of your thinking and it's it's definitely not about manipulating your feelings and it's not about changing the outside situation or the other person which is absolutely fabulous because you can't do any of those things um, and once once you realize that thoughts thoughts and feelings they rise by themselves they they leave by themselves if you stop focusing on them uh, they they pass and it's it's underneath that ebbing and flowing of thought ego thinking and the emotions that arise so that we, you know we have a nervous system we have that we have emotions that arise within us we also have that instinct you know that little gut feeling that something uh is a bit amiss and often what happens is we ignore that um and have then stressful emotions because of that um but underneath that sea of thought and, and feeling flowing in and out if you don't hold on to it if you don't put a story on it they just flow in and out naturally underneath that is is the wisdom it's our spirit it's god guided it's our wisdom it's innate we all always have it we are always okay at all times it's there and the present moment in fact is just is the accessing of that it's when we're not caught in the past in our head and we're not worrying about the future trying to logic our way out of it take a deep breath be in the present moment and listening for God's guidance in our heart it's our heartfulness and when we approach life in that way when we're suddenly finding that we are not being controlled by the outside world and the people and the situations and so we're living in the feelings of our thinking in the moment no one has the ability to control what we're feeling and how we experience the world the past is dead each new thought brings a new opportunity to opportunity to see something different to experience something different and the past is dead the past itself that event is not impacting you that person is not hurting you anymore 
except that you're thinking about it in the present moment. The future is unknown and it unfolds from the present moment. Only Alasapanawatala knows the future, we don't. But Alasapanawatala promises us that he will not give us anything that we can't handle. It's just that we don't, it's not from our logic, it's not from our thinking that we handle it. It's from that God-guided wisdom, that heartfulness in the present moment. That, that's where we handle whatever is put in front of us. He also promises us that if anything's going uh, a bit difficult for us, that it, it will pass and it will get easier. Alhamdulillah. And so to me, that is what Tawakal actually is. Tawakal is submit, submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and what, what he's saying in practice is to turn off that ego thinking and to listen to our heart-centered spirit and listening to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's guidance in the form of our inner wisdom. So that calmness comes from letting go of our naps, of our ego and those desires and trusting in Allah. And that's the same calmness that we feel when we let go of the thinking and tune into that heartful wisdom. And so what are you going to get? What are you going to get from realizing the inside out in your life? What you're going to get is the calm and the clarity and the confidence that I'm, that I'm experiencing. You'll experience it in your life. You'll be able to walk into what, into situations and interactions with people that you dreaded, and you will be able to experience them with a hopefulness and an enthusiasm. You'll have increased compassion and patience and forgiveness for yourself and others. And see that, that came with, for me with dad, because I was able to see that it, even if he was saying something that most people would consider to be, you know, disagreeable or or problematic. Um, that the meaning I was giving it was that I was presuming that the reason he said what he said is because he didn't like me. Um, that there was something wrong with me. That I wasn't interesting enough. And the truth of the matter is, I don't know why he says what he says and maybe even uh he doesn't even know why he says what he says and in fact knowing why he says what he says is completely irrelevant it, it's unnecessary i don't need to know uh that in order to just simply understand that whatever he is saying is a reflection of his thinking in his feelings and his response to them and it's got absolutely nothing to do with me would it be nice to have um, a, a dad that was you know engaged and outwardly interested and kind of dad that you uh, know have hobbies with and all that stuff yeah of course of course I'd love to have that 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 would be wonderful um, is there a possibility that that could happen before he passes? Yes, quite possible if we both show up for that and are optimistic for it. But is it necessary for me to be okay with myself 
No, it's not. It's not at all. I'm I am okay within myself because I am I am this unique spirit. I am directly connected to uh, yourself, the universe, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. I am okay within myself, regardless of being validated by my dad or anyone else for that matter. And knowing that someone is behaving problematically, uh, and that includes the abuse of ex-husbands, again, you're not condoning the chosen behaviour that these individuals have had that have, that's been um, hurtful, but it, but being able to understand that the, the, the reason that they were behaving the way they behaved is a reflection of their own troubled uh, thinking and their own troubled experience and has got absolutely nothing to do with me personally and my worth, then, then it enables you to look at them, well, gee, isn't that sad? You know, when people are acting in a way that's uh, causing harm to others and to themselves, in fact, that's just a reflection of how troubled they are and that's really sad, you know. So at the, at the least you could maybe make dua for them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turns their heart so they don't, you know, have those thoughts and feelings and act like that because they can't possibly be happy because happy people don't behave that way. So the brand new day, with my dad, when I chose to not attend the, that, that family lunch um, because I was forecasting the outcome based on my past experience and I was telling myself I did not want to feel that again, um, I, at the time I saw that solution was just not attending because I saw the source of that my past feelings was coming from him and the situation and not from my thinking. And the funny thing was that the past hurt and the thinking about the negative future was, well, that was what was causing the suffering in the present moment, not the event itself. And what's astounding to me that I realise, and, and so many of us make this, um, make this error, is that when we are thinking about the future, it seems to be a default worry and ca catastrophizing and thinking everything's going to fall apart. Well, that imagined scenario, that imagined future, you know, problem, that's imaginary. So if you're going to imagine anything, you might as well imagine that it's going to work out well and be positive because, you know, they're both just imagination. We don't actually know what's going to happen, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised us nonetheless that whatever does happen, it's for our benefit and we'll handle it. So you might as well presume that whatever's going to happen is going to be okay. Avoiding the uh, who we think to be uh, a difficult person then is not the solution. The solution is to recognize that just because you've experienced the past feeling, if you choose to let go of your preconceived thinking, then you're open to experiencing yourself and them in a more positive light. When you take off that, that armor, I realized that what was happening with me is I was, it was like I might as well have physically been putting on a, a, a metal suit of armor with the, the sword and the shield and going as if to go into battle with my dad every time I had to engage with him. 
well, you know, if you're going into battle, it's it's not going to come out nicely. If that's your how you're preparing to engage with someone, then there's only a couple of alternative outcomes to that. The other person puts on on this, you know, metal armor and their their sword and shield and battle against you, or they run off in fear. You know, you're not going to have a positive outcome if you are preparing to go into battle every time you have to deal with someone. So like knowing that everyone has their own reality, everyone has their own story and their story is this. And they can think whatever they want to think about you uh, and your situation. Uh, and it does not um, discount your view of you. So they can hold their view of you and that's okay. You don't have to take it personally because again, it's got nothing to do with you. It's got everything to do with them. And when you know that, then you don't have to be defensive and you don't have to make judgments and you can just be, you can disagree, but you can disagree without the big emotion. The, the suffering dealing with people isn't the actual situation. It's all the story that you put on top of it. It's the expectation that you have to be, um, for me, big one um, that I've let go of, finally, is that, yeah, you have to, I have to be understood. I had to make myself understood. And if I wasn't understood, then there was a problem. Well, there isn't. There isn't a problem. I don't need to be understood. I can explain where I'm at and what I'm doing, but I, I, it's, not, it's not a problem if the other person doesn't understand. So I promise you that if you show up in this way, if you show up open, guard down, sword and shield put away, not ready to do battle with that person you think is difficult. If you show up with an open heart that each new thought, each new feeling, each new experience is going to give an opportunity for closeness I promise, I promise that you will see, you will show up in a different way and that the future will not look so difficult, that you'll be at peace and in fact open to a miraculous shift within yourself and from them. But it's not necessary for them to change. Um, what I love about this understanding is and that differs to all that other relationship coaching out there is it's got actually nothing to do with the other person and it certainly does not involve needing to uh, hash out the problems and talk about the relationship process um, because the more you point out the problems and the process the further away the, the two people actually feel towards each other you're already okay. You have the answer within you. That's your God-guided wisdom and it's there. It's always been there and it always will be there. So you can turn up to any presumed difficult interaction with calm and peace, knowing that when that moment comes to respond, you'll be able to access your God-guided wisdom. So there's no need for fear. There's absolutely no need for worry. And there's no need to continue carrying that past story in your head into the present moment. 
And when we understand the inside out paradigm, we're not bound by the circumstances of the past. And we're not denying that things uh, happened. And indeed there may well have been hurtful things that happened, but we get to decide how we uh, define that or if we even bother defining it. So thank you. That is, is now question, questions and reflections time.